baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio Chris Clem is back with us. He was fantastic a few weeks ago. Retired Chief Border Patrol Agent. He was a Border Patrol Agent for 27 years. His thoughts, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about the border bill and some other things we thought we'd catch back up, especially since this is an ongoing crisis, which is not really getting a whole lot better. Chris, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Um, I'm glad to be back in Arizona. I was doing some traveling, but uh, happy to be on the phone with you. Well, let me ask you, because we spoke before the border bill was passed in the Senate, before it got shot down, you know, in the House. There, were, there was a lot of criticism, obviously, on the part of Republicans. Mike Johnson, the speaker, said, no, it's DOA. But, of course, you had the, the group that represents the border agents that said this is better than nothing. So I'm curious about your position on that particular bill, what it would have done, and should we have looked at that a little closer? Well, you know, what i got to say is uh, the House put a bill up over seven months ago, and the first bill talked about border security. You know, building the wall, port hardening, border technology was about security. This Senate bill, which I'm glad it was dead on arrival, and I'm going to preface this by I have nothing but respect for Senator Lankford. Uh, I was disappointed that this bill got away from him somehow. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, when you start a bill with uh, a, a number, like a cap, like if it gets to this many scenes or we have this much illegal activity, they're curious about it. I, I, I thought that was just ridiculous that lawmakers would even, you know, even if it was not their intention to put a number in there, that then we would get serious about it. That's ridiculous. I'm glad it got stopped. Um, I know that there was language in there about mandatory detention for single adults. And I think that's what was exciting to the Border Patrol. Problem is, it's not what's in it, it's what's not in it. How long is that mandatory detention? Is that for two or three days? Is that till the authority given to the secretary gives a, a, an easier uh, uh, asylum you know, process? So there, there was a lot of unknowns. But if it slowed it down, I can see where the Border Patrol Union would be happy. The only thing I really thought strongly about that Senate bill was increasing the ICE detention capabilities, going to at least 50,000 beds a day, which was important because that at least gets the question and the conversation going about detention and consequences. But the bill in its entirety, I thought, was uh, was a processing efficiency bill, not a border security bill. Okay, let me piggyback off that just a little bit. When you're talking about the ICE detention facilities and that 50,000 number, explain that a little bit more. Yeah, so ICE gets funded what they call their average daily population, which is around 20-something thousand a day right now. At one point, it was up to 30-something thousand a day and even closer to 50,000 a day. And that allows the immigration enforcement continuum to work. In In other words, Border Patrol catches you, you get processed for removal proceedings, and you get placed into detention uh, by ICE. Now, there are some exceptions. Obviously, unaccompanied children go to Health and Human Services, 
and family units don't get detained. So this would really be about single adults. And that is very beneficial to slowing a flow down. And that was the one thing I thought was positive about this bill. And that can't be lost in future consideration is we have to have detention. So when you talked about mandatory detention, um, is the opposite of that mandatory release? I mean, what is there a middle ground there? Well, yeah. So if, if there's no room, like, okay, for example, if they say all suspected terrorists are mandatory, will be detained, right, which is the case, they're not going to be released to the public. They're not going to be released to the non-government organizations. So there's a mandatory detention. Now, how long is a different story. And, and, and so if we had room for ICE to detain people, we put everybody in detention until they had their hearing. Unfortunately, we don't have the, the capability for that because this administration did away with um, the funding for the ICE detention centers at their maximum capacity and also did away with private contracted facilities, which is where we made up a lot of the, uh, the room was contracting with uh, private facilities to detain our immigration cases. So, yeah, detention is a consequence. If you know that you're going to go to jail, jail if you commit a crime, you, know, you may think twice about committing a crime. Same thing when it comes to entering illegally. You. You know, so. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.